Welcome to Live with Joy, a podcast created to inspire our listeners to find their life's passion, release their greatest potential while living their lives with joy. Hi, this is Joy Watson, and I want to welcome you to Live with Joy. Today is May 22nd. Uh, We'll call this episode 15. I have never done this before. I just felt led to uh, share something that's been on my heart here lately. Um, It started about a month ago. Robert had a, my husband Robert had an injury and uh, it really challenged our our faith. And uh, I had a friend that said, hey, I want you to get this book and, and it's really helped her and her faith. And So I got this book. It's called God's Creative Power. It's a little pocket book, and I really do recommend that you get it. It's uh, written by Caps. Last name is Caps. uh, Charles Caps. So God's Creative Power by Charles Caps. And I'm just going to read the first chapter in this uh, session. It won't be a long session. The chapter is not extremely long. But I thought it might help you today in your journey. So um, let's read chapter one. It's called God's Creative Power Will Work for You. And if you enjoyed this chapter, let me know. Uh, Send me a message on my Live With Joy Facebook page and I'll read chapter two for you. And we'll just see how that goes. God's Creative Power Will Work for You. The Great Confession. Christianity is called the great confession, but most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and confess the wrong things. They have spoken the words of the enemy, and those words hold them in bondage. Proverbs 6, 1-2 says, You are snared with the words of your mouth. Faith-filled words put you over. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Words are the most powerful thing in the universe. Man is a spirit being very capable of operating on the same level of faith as God. We read in Matthew, or excuse me, Mark 9.23, Jesus said unto them, If you can believe, all things are possible to you that believe. Matthew 17.20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, remove yourself, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Mark 11.23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be you removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Spiritual law. This is not a theory. It is a fact. It is spiritual law. It works every time it is applied correctly. This is a spiritual law. God never does anything without saying it first. God is a faith God. God released his faith in words, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. A more literal translation of the above verse says, Have the God kind of faith. Or the faith of God, Mark eleven twenty two, Ephesians five one literally tells us to be imitators of God as children imitate their parents. To intimidate God, you must talk like Him and act like Him. He would not ask you to do something that you are not capable of doing. Jesus operated in the faith principles of Mark eleven twenty three and Matthew seventeen twenty while He was on earth. He spoke to the wind and the sea. He spoke to demons. 
He spoke to the fig tree. He even spoke to the dead men. The wind, sea, tree, demons, and even the dead were obedient to what he said. He operated in the God kind of faith. God is a faith God. God released his faith in words. Jesus was imitating his father and getting the same results as his father. In John fourteen twelve, Jesus said, He that believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also and even greater. These principles of faith are based on spiritual laws. They work for whosoever will apply these laws. You set them in motion by the words of your mouth. Do you really want all the negative things you have been confessing to come to pass? Are you believing for those negative things? If Jesus came to you personally and said, From this day forward it will come to pass that everything you shall say will happen exactly as you say it, would that change your vocabulary? I believe it would. Binding and loosing. In Matthew sixteen nineteen, Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Psalm one nineteen eighty nine tells us, For forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. What God said is already established. Now it is up to you. What are you going to say about it? God will not alter what he has said. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that has gone out of my lips. That's Psalms nine eighty nine thirty four. Whose words will you establish on earth? The power of binding and loosing is on earth. Spoken words. Spoken words program your spirit or your heart either to success or defeat. Words are containers. They carry faith or fear and they produce after their kind. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes more quickly when you hear yourself quoting, speaking, and saying the things God said. You will more readily receive God's word into your spirit by hearing yourself say it than if you hear someone else say it. So what he's saying there is speak it out. Don't just listen to it and be hearers of the word. But he's saying repeat it, repeat it. Let your, let your spirit grab hold of what the truth is, which is the word. But when it grabs hold of it, speak it out and declare it in your life. Live in authority of the word. The Spirit of God spoke to me concerning confessing the word of God aloud, where you can hear yourself saying it. He said, it is a scientific application of the wisdom of God to the psychological makeup of man. And it works, thank God. The body of Christ must begin to live in authority of the word, for God's word is creative power. That creative power is produced by the heart, formed by the tongue, and released out of the mouth in word form. In August of 1973, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, If men would believe me, long prayers are not necessary. Just speaking the word will bring what you desire. My creative power is given to man in word form. I have ceased for a time from my work and have given man the book of my creative power. That power is still in my word. For it to be effective, man must speak it in faith. Jesus spoke it when he was on the earth, and as it worked then, it shall work now. But it must be spoken by the body. Man must rise up and have dominion over the power of evil by my words. It is my greatest desire that my people create a better life by the spoken word. 
For my word was not lost its has not lost its power just because it has been spoken once. It is still equally as powerful today as when I said, Let there be light. But for my word to be effective, men must speak it, and that creative power will come forth, performing that which is spoken in faith. My word is not void of power. My people are not void of speech. They hear the world and speak as the world speaks, but by observing circumstances, they have lost sight of my word. They even speak that which the enemy says, and they destroy their own inheritance by corrupt communication of fear and unbelief. No word of mine is void of power, only powerless when it is unspoken. As there is creative power in my spoken word, so is there evil power present in the words of the enemy to affect and oppress everyone that speaks them. Be not conformed, but be transformed into the body of faith, knowing that my words are alive evermore. Believe, speak, and obtain that your joy may be full and you shall be complete in me. These truths change my life. I have never been the same. Confess victory in the face of apparent defeat. Confess abundance in the face of apparent lack. In June of 1974, I was teaching a faith seminar at Hickory, North Carolina. My next text, my text was taken from Mark 11:23. The word of the Lord came unto me as I was teaching and spoke one of the most profound statements I have ever heard. It was simple, but then Jesus never made anything hard to understand. It is so simple that it almost seems foolish, but it has changed many lives. It will change yours as you receive it. Let's put it in context of which he spoke. Mark eleven twenty three says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast unto the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. As I was teaching from this text, Jesus said to me, I have told my people that they can have what they say, and they are saying what they have. Let's repeat that. Jesus saith unto me, I have told my people they can have what they say, and they are saying what they have. Wow. That is a very simple truth, but oh, how profound and far-reaching. For as long as you say what you have, you will have what you say. Then you again say what you have, and it will produce no more than what you say. You can see that you have set a spiritual law in motion that will confine you to the very position or circumstance you are in when you set that law in motion. It is an age-old problem of not looking beyond what you see with the physical eye. A correct application of this spiritual law will change even the most impossible situation, but to incorrectly apply these laws will hold you in bondage and cause the circumstance to grow worse. Every faith principle, every spiritual law that God set forth in His Word was for your benefit. It was designed to put you over in life. And when He means put you over, it means it was designed to set you up for success. It was designed for your victory. Learn to release your faith in words. You can have what you say if you learn to release faith from the heart in your words. Jesus said, as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. Matthew eight thirteen. He didn't say it would only work if you believed right. Whether you believe right or wrong, it is still the law. 
God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. The spiritual law is based on the same principle of seed time harvest. The words you speak are seeds that produce after their kind. Just as sure as they are planted, you can be equally sure a harvest will follow. Faith talks. When faith talks, it talks faith, not fear and unbelief. The treasures of the heart cannot be hidden, but are manifest through words. Learn to take the words of Jesus personally. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus tells you that you can have what you say if what you say comes from faith in your heart. What would happen if Jesus walked down the aisles of your church, laid his hands on the people and said, It will come to pass that after I have laid my hands on each and one of you, everything you say will happen just as you say it. Half the congregation would jump up and say, That just tickles me to death. The enemy has so programmed the minds of people until instead of resisting him, they have just sort of buddied up with him and begun to talk his language. Train yourself to speak God's word. Let us train ourselves to speak God's word. Ephesians 5.1 tells us to be followers of God as dear children. The word followers in the Greek means to imitate. We are to imitate God as a child does his father. If a child imitates his father, he will walk like him talk like him, and pattern his every move after him. We should do no less after our Father God. When you study the life of Jesus, you find several important facts that caused him to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. I will list a few. Number one, he spent much time in prayer, but he never prayed the problem. He prayed the answer. What God said is the answer. Number two, he spoke accurate, never crooked speech. His conversation always consisted of what God said. Number three, he always spoke the end results, not the problem. Never did he confess present circumstances. He spoke the desired results. And number four, he used the written word to defeat Satan. The word of God conceived in the heart, formed by the tongue, and spoken out of the mouth is creative power. Again, the word of God conceived in the heart, formed by the tongue, and spoken out of the mouth is creative power. Now, this is my own commentary. Uh, Back when I was a uh, youth pastor, there was a little boy in our um, church. I was not his pastor. I was a youth pastor. He was in the children's church, and his teacher taught on... Moses using his rod to divide the Red Sea and speaking to the atmosphere and doing what God told him to do. And God divided the sea. Now, that's a mighty miracle. But God didn't call Moses to do anything differently than he does you and I today. Uh, And so if you're up against an impossible situation, the challenge is to speak God over the situation. So um, one time I was in church and I heard the Lord say, spiritual law reigns over natural law. So we have to get that into our heads, that spirit law presides and rules over natural law, meaning natural law has to come under submission of spiritual law. But the problem is, is that there's not enough sons and daughters of the king speaking spiritual law into the earth. In fact, we do the opposite. We we agree that 
you know, with the circumstances. We say, well, we say what we see. Well, I see that tree dying. So instead of saying to that tree, you must live, I declare that you're going to live and be it unto you that you're going to live and speaking life over that situation. We call things as we see them in the natural. Well, we got to stop that. We got to reach into the supernatural and realize that spirit reigns over the natural. So this little boy who had um, been taught in his Sunday school class that day about Moses dividing the Red Sea with his staff in his hand, um, he went home from church that day. They lived in a, a trailer in close to Dixon, Kentucky, or within the city. I think it's outside of the city limits in Dixon, Kentucky. And a, um, and a tornado was coming towards that house that, that, that very evening. And uh, as his parents called in this testimony, um, this little boy, they saw this tornado heading towards their house. And this little boy goes and gets his baseball bat. Now, this little boy is like five or six years old. He goes and gets his baseball bat, and he goes out on the front porch and takes that bat and lifts, and lifts it up to the heavens, and he commands that tornado to turn away and to die. I'm not sure what he said exactly, but he took authority over that tornado, and that tornado turned. They, the parents literally witnessed that tornado turn at the faith of that small child. Years ago, uh, my friend Vera called me from Jacksonville, Florida, and was asking for prayer for a hurricane that was going to hit the shores of Jacksonville. It was headed right towards them. And I told her the story of this little boy. And I said, well, Vera, you need to go out. You need to speak to that storm, and you need to raise your hands towards heaven, and you need to declare the spiritual law reigns over the natural. Natural has to come under submission to the spirit of those when you're speaking according to God's word, it has to come under submission. And so uh, that's what Vera did. She went outside and she declared it, and there was no hurricane that hit Jacksonville. And we kind of joke about it a little bit because she has gone out, and Vera is the kind of woman, she's a woman of faith. And when she takes a hold of something, she not only takes a hold of it for herself, but she takes a hold of it for anybody who has ears to hear. And she going to check and see if you got ears to hear because you're going to hear it. And, uh, and so she started teaching the people in her assisted living community in her neighborhood. I think even before she lived in the assisted living community, she lived in a condo community. And she taught the people in her condo community how to pray over the storms of Jacksonville. And I remember telling friends that live in Jacksonville, other friends that live in Jacksonville, as long as Vera Trailer lives in Jacksonville, Florida, the people of, of Jacksonville don't have anything to fear because Vera is going to speak to the storms. And I tell you, God, Vera can testify how many times God has turned that around. And my prayer has been specifically that he dissipates. I think we need to be very specific. And I remember hearing Charles Stanley say one time, you know, you have not because you not, you ask not, but you have not also because you do not ask specifically. Your prayers are too general. So you need to be, be very specific in your prayers as well. And so I told Vera, I said, listen, we need to be careful to not ask God to to turn them around because that just means they hit somebody else possibly. Let's get specific and ask that they dissipate right there, that they just supernaturally dissipate and that no one is harmed. So um, she began to just declare that. And I just want to challenge you today, no matter what your circumstances are, to remember that spiritual law 
is yesterday, today, forever the same. It doesn't change. God is the same. His law is the same. And that he did not create anything. If you think about it, go back to Genesis. There was nothing created without God's spoken word. He declared it, and it was. And that he told you the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. And that he challenges you. I think I think of the scripture, it says that the, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And that the tongue can steer a whole ship. So there's so much power in the words that we speak out. What are you agreeing with? Are you agreeing with natural law? Or are you looking past the natural law for the spirit law that says, Say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and it will be cast into the sea. Don't look at your natural circumstances. Look past them and look into the spirit realms and begin to speak spirit law over the natural and call those natural things into submission and into alignment with spirit law. But you can't quote spirit law if you don't know spirit law. So you got to get in the word. And that's why I'm sharing this little book with you. And again, if you're interested in hearing more of it, Send me a message on Live With Joy on Facebook, and I will record another session for you. I hope this has been helpful today. If you know someone who's struggling, who's battling something uh, in their physical being, who's battling something in their, in their life, where they need to understand that spirit law reigns over natural law, and all we need to do is agree that and call those things in the natural under submission to the spirit If you know someone that can help, please pass this podcast on and let's get them some help today in the spirit in Jesus name. Father, right now, I just agree over everybody listening today that they get this down in their spirit, that even Joy Watson gets this down in her spirit, that the people in my household get this down in their spirit, Father God, that you made us in your image, in your likeness to do as you do, to to just as Jesus did, as his father did, and he said, as his father said, you invite us to do the same. And we are heirs, co-heirs with Christ Jesus, walk in the face of the earth. So Father, we have to be connected to you. Apart from you, nothing is possible, but with you, all things are possible. So we have to be connected to you. And from that connection in you, we cannot be conformed by this world, but we have to submit and read the word and know the word and let that be our life and our sustenance. And then from that place of knowing you and having fellowship with you and being grafted into the vine, having that Konania fellowship with you, reading your word, knowing your word, having our faith built concerning our circumstances, then we reach into the eternal realm and pull down into the earth. And we declare over the circumstances that we see on this earth that spirit reigns over natural and that this earth must align with the kingdom of heaven. If we get enough people doing that, we'll see major, major shifting and changes in this earth. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, let it be so. 
Let your sons and daughters arise. Let them take up their positions. Let them know who they are in you. Take up their positions of authority and speak out into this earth and declare, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us some feedback and even subscribe to this podcast. I promise to bring you guests that are living lives full of passion and joy, and my goal is to inspire you to do the same. I invite you to come along with me to continue to live with joy.